beautiful soul thank you so much for being here on leaders of the new earth podcast this is your host libby wallace and i invite you to open your heart and your mind as you listen to these conversations and absorb the wisdom that is coming through from these leaders around the globe who are sharing all their insights and information from anything to do from business to spirituality to really living your most abundant wealthy life as together we co-create the new earth feel free as you are listening to follow us on instagram libby light leader let us know that you're listening and i would love it if you tagged us in your story so we can see who around the world is lighting up let's create the new earth together. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Self Wealth Project podcast. This is Libby, your host, and I'm super excited to introduce today's guest. You might have heard of her before. She is a lifestyle influencer, author, motivational speaker, And she was also one of our guest speakers at our Women's Refuge fundraiser that we held in New Zealand earlier this year. It was in March 2019. And in today's episode with Simone Anderson, the incredible, incredible story that she shares in today's episode is one of incredible inspiration. (laughs) It's mind-blowing. So we're going to be talking about all things in her journey in a very condensed version. And most importantly, the biggest thing that I'm really excited for you guys to get from today's conversation that we had was about how she remains grounded and keeps the essence of who she is before she became famous, before she became well-known. And as you're going through this, like, I'd love to hear your thoughts afterwards. And I think this is a big thing that many people are afraid to step into new levels of success because they're afraid of losing the core essence of who they are. So Simone's got a really, really grounded approach. It's an amazing, amazing woman, amazing businesswoman, but most of all, in terms of keeping it real and bringing happiness to the forefront of all that she does. So let us know what you think. And just for those of you as well who are in Wellington, we'd love to invite you to our Unlimited event, which is happening on the 30th of November. Super exciting. Send us a message. You can get your tickets in the bio on the Instagram account, which is at the Self Wealth Project. And we're super excited to see you there. So let's delve into today's episode. Amazing. So thank you so much, Simone, for joining us on the Self Wealth Podcast. It is an absolute honor and privilege to have you here. And I'm super excited for our wee conversation that we're going to have today. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. I'm very excited too. Yeah, it's amazing. So um, just like recapping, I would love you if you can remember. So we're now in November. It was March that we ran the Women's Refuge fundraisers up in Auckland, which are amazing. And it was such a privilege to have you speaking there. I'd love you to, if you can, yeah, if you can remember that far back, just really sharing if, like your story. And I guess like the intention behind that question is everyone sees you for who you are now. 
they see you like this beautiful, successful woman and everything that you're bringing into the world. But what you touched on back in March at the event was so much deeper in your story of where, where you began, where this all began for you. So I'd love you to touch on that. Yeah, well, my, I guess what I consider my story so far, it's, you know, it's been a big whole life journey really, but it really, the pivotal point for me was in August and 2000, no, it wasn't, wait, 2014, yes, it was. Um, and this was the moment that I really decided to change my life and my lifestyle and my health once and for all. I mean, for most of my childhood, from about the age of 13, I had struggled with food and with being, you know, a little bit overweight and then, you know, quite overweight and then morbidly obese. And I had been on every diet under the sun. I had tried every fruit shake, fruit diet. Um, I ate handfuls of nuts for breakfast or a piece of sliced ham. I, you know, I tried it all. And all of these things I could stick to short term because I'm very, very motivated. And if I want to do something and achieve something, I will. But when I sort of, you know, I got to my goal and what I wanted to achieve, I started living again and all my, you know, terrible habits would come back into play because it just wasn't anything that was healthy or sustainable or even feasible to do long term. And I remember sitting in a friend's, I was interning for her at the time, um, her jewelry factory and I didn't get paid to work for her, but I loved working for her because I got jewelry made for me. And the reason I think I loved it the most is because this jewelry was custom made to me and would actually fit my neck size and my wrist size and, you know, body chains and things like that. So it was jewelry that actually looked good on me and wasn't necessarily a choker necklace when it wasn't meant to be a choker necklace. Um, and I remember sitting up in the office and thinking, I think this is my chance to weigh myself. They had this massive set of industrial scales and they told me it was being sold the next day because they no longer needed it. It was just sort of a surplus. And every household scale for about three years had always said error because I was just too heavy for it to weigh me. So I actually didn't know what I weighed. And I knew that this was my chance to figure it out once and for all. And while everyone was on their lunch break, I checked that no one could sort of see me. I snuck down to this and I just remember standing onto these scales and just feeling such a sense of fear and terror and just every emotion that could ever run through my body was. And the little, it was a little pin needle. I remember watching it, you know, wave around and then it finally settled on, on a number. And that number was 169 kgs. And that for me was the point in time when I just had to face this and I knew I had to do something. I had no friggin' idea how I was going to do it, what I was going to do, how I was going to go about it. But in my head, I thought this has to be it. If this number doesn't scare me enough, I don't know what will. And this has to be the start of, of my new life. And I remember going back upstairs to the office and had uncontrollable tears and my legs felt like giving way and I wanted to vomit. And I remember sort of going through on autopilot for the rest of the afternoon really, really just getting through work without even realizing I was working. And all my brain was doing was trying to think of ways that I could do it and lose weight and get healthy, but make it in a way that I was going to achieve this for the rest of my life. And I, you know, I thought about this for about four days and 
I remember calling mum and using her as my sounding board. And the one idea that I kept coming back to was the fact that throughout all of my different diets, the one thing that had made me the most successful is when I had actually told the most people. So it was that sense of accountability. I'm someone that without a shadow of a doubt, if I say I'm going to do something or be somewhere, I will be there. Um, so it's that sense of accountability that, that really does motivate me. And the idea that I sort of finally stumbled across was actually just sharing it on my personal Facebook and Instagram page to my friends and family. And this idea terrified me. I mean, I hadn't even admitted to myself quite the extent of what I weighed and what I looked like. I would cover up with big cardigans and leggings. And I remember taking a photo in a, in a bra and a pair of leggings, which were pretty much the only thing that would fit me at the time. I was a size 30, um, or as far as I knew, because I would wear the stretchiest, most baggiest clothes you could imagine. Um, and took this photo. And then it took me another few days to actually get the courage to post this photo and, and my weight online. And I remember absolutely not being able to sleep, feeling so sick. But I thought, if I can do this, I have to achieve this and I have to do it because there's no going back. I'm not going to tell everyone in my life what I weigh and, you know, show them the most vulnerable parts of myself and not actually change, change my life. And I posted this photo and I honestly felt just such a massive sense of relief. I, I truly felt like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders and that this was my chance to actually give this a crack and really try and change my life. And the first steps that I sort of took were, I really struggled to even walk at the time. I struggled to even walk up my own driveway, were just making sure that I would get active for an hour a day. And at this point, I could, you know, I could walk. So that's what I stuck to doing. And it was always on the flat. I'd go around One Tree Hill. Didn't, wasn't ready to tackle the hills yet, but would stick to the flat ground. And then I'd also go swimming because that was obviously really good for my joints. And that just didn't hurt my joints at all. So that was something I actually quite enjoyed doing. And I was doing this for, you know, an hour a day. And my eating, I decided I was just going to cut out as much of the processed crap food as I could. I wasn't going to limit any food group because, again, that wasn't something I thought was maintainable or achievable for the rest of my life. But for a girl that was going to the bakery and having a pie and a donut and a custard slice for breakfast and then a combo for lunch from Burger King and then takeaways for dinner, it, you know, just focusing on food, actual food, um, whole food was, was still a massive change for me. So that's what I was doing. And I remember it was about two months into into me sharing my, I guess, my new lifestyle online. And I was exercising every day and I was eating, you know, pretty well, for, especially in comparison to where I was. Um, but there was something that I just could not get out of my mind and it was still food. I would be making breakfast and I'd be thinking about morning tea and lunch. And I had stretched my stomach to such a huge capacity. I think it was two and a half liters they ended up discovering and I could eat and eat and eat and I was never satisfied. So I started researching different options online and just really seeing what was out there. And I stumbled across weight loss surgery and in particular gastric sleeve surgery. And I started talking to people around me and actually discovering that there were even some people in my life that had undergone, you know, gone through the surgery, but hadn't told anyone until I sort of started digging. And I remember mum sat me down with a family friend of ours and she was a, a lot older, but 
she had gone through the surgery as well. And I sort of talked to her about it and just hearing the success that it had been for her and, you know, she's still her struggles, but it really did make me think if I can get this under control, if I can get my hunger back to, you know, that reset button, I've got this, I'm doing so well, but if I can just have a tummy like everyone else, I, you know, it will really help me achieve my goals. And I remember then booking in with, I Googled and found Auckland weight loss surgery actually. And they had really good reviews online and patients that had sort of left flying testimonies. And I booked in to see someone there and chat to someone. And I was talking to the surgeon, Richard, and he was telling me, you know, all about the surgery. And we sat there for about an hour and a bit. And at the end he said, okay, well, you can go away and think about it and you know you can come back in and chat so I don't need to think about it this is it's perfect I want it and he was like okay um these are my appointment times and the earliest one was in three weeks time and I said I want that one and he said are you sure you don't want to go and I said no I, this is absolutely this is me I've made my decision up um, and I remember booking in that appointment and it meant that on that day I left I had to start the pre-op diet which was the liquid sort of shake diet and that was, you know, I started that on that day and I was just so excited for this new, this new stomach and this new lifestyle. And that was really the catalyst for me. So before surgery, I'd lost 20 kgs and then post gastric sleeve surgery in the first year, I ended up losing half my body weight, which was 84.5 kgs. And then in the next pretty much year, I lost a little bit more weight. And so the total I ended up getting to, um, weight loss wise was 92 kgs so that was that's really I guess a summary of of my journey and I guess in particular talking about my weight loss journey but in the years post this I I guess I realized quite quickly it was never just going to be a physical journey and it was never just going to be about food and diet for me and um, that I needed to change everything in my life. And so there's lots of things that I put into place over my journey, um, in particular with self-affirmations. I knew that I couldn't start this journey if it wasn't from a place of love. I had to love myself into this new body and into this new lifestyle. And I, it was never going to be about hating where I was to get to a point where I thought I might love where I was. It was ensuring that from the get-go, I... I loved every part of myself. So that's something I worked on from, from the minute go. And I could truly say, even at 169 kgs, I was so happy and content with who I was as a person. I just knew I had a weight issue and I knew I had to change this. But that made the journey for me a lot more, a lot easier in a sense, because when I got to each goal, it wasn't like, oh, I'm not good enough or I'm still not good enough. And then when I ended up getting to my goal weight, it was just a sense of achievement. It wasn't that I was still trying to find myself or learn who I was or, you know, find that, that inner love and that inner peace. It, it really meant that I could actually try and enjoy, and I'm very impatient by nature, um, but try and enjoy the, the journey and what I was going through. Um, and just little things along the way, I started practicing um, gratitude daily, um, morning and night actually. And this I probably started about three months into my journey. And I think focusing on what I had and what I was rather than I, what I didn't have and what I wasn't was really, really bloody powerful because this 
actually meant that I was attracting more and more and more good into my life because that's what I was focusing on. So I wasn't focusing on the negatives and the parts of myself, like the loose skin that, you know, I guess by a society standard aren't necessarily the most attractive. I was focusing on the fact that I had legs that could move me and walk through the day and I had a roof over my head and I had food on the table. At the time, it wasn't much and I'd lost a job and I didn't have a lot of money, but I was really trying to focus on actually how much more I had than, than what I didn't. And it was these little things that really made this journey an entire journey. It was, it was from the inside out and it, it has just been an entire life shift and I'm just so... Yeah, I can't quite believe in five, it's been five years now, um, where my life is now compared to where it was and just so many different aspects. But it's still very surreal because I, I very much still feel like the same Simone and I get told all the time, you're still the mom that I, you know, I knew five years ago and I think that's something that I definitely hold very close to me is that I'm, I'm thankful that obviously growth and change as a person, we naturally grow and change, but the, the essence of who I am is still the same girl that started the journey at 23 years old. And, you know, that's, I guess, who I was fundamentally, the outgoing bubbly person is still, is still there. That's amazing. I'm just like everyone listening as well. Just as soon as you started touching on, like, it's so important to love yourself the like throughout the whole process I literally felt my heart just go oh my god (laughs) that is that is the point of it like that and I love what you share now as well about like like with your podcast and you've got the next season coming out soon yeah very exciting (laughs) I'd love you to share about that and about like the the journey of happiness and the emotions that go or that have come with everything that you've experienced say like post post surgery yeah, so I mean, on my podcast is called Happy Max's Spot, and I think the reason that that resonated so heavily with me is because at the end of the day, happiness is what everyone is searching for, and everything else sort of comes second. It's that sense of, I guess, security and community, and just a feeling of inner peace. And on my podcast, I talk to so many different people who have walked so many different life paths. And they've gone through quite massive life traumas, um, addictions, loss. And it's really just talking to people about how they have overcome those, you know, those life events and what they do now to, to really stay true to who they are and actually just live life and try and find some bit of happiness in each day. And it was really cool to see everyone's different aspects of, you know, how they do it and what they focus on. But it's, you know, for me, it has just been about honestly being thankful for the smallest things in each day. Um, Being thankful for, it can be something as simple as I'm just so thankful today that I have a washing machine that is going to wash my clothes, that I don't have to walk, you know, five kilometers to a river to find some clean water to then lug it all home to then do, you know, and it's, it's when we actually focus on how much we have in our lives and how much we do have to be thankful for that we it just it's exponential and we keep it we then attract more and more and more and we find that our lives are filled with more positive people our communities around us are more positive and we actually end up living and feeling like we're living a much more fulfilled and at the end of the day happy life mm. 
it's, it's so true. And I love the way that you speak about it. It's just like literally finding these things that we take so for granted in the Western world. And like you had a trip to Brazil this year, like in terms of eye opening and realizing what you have available to you, like how did that impact? Like that's this year when you're like five years into your journey, like how did even trips like that impact how you show up in like in life and in business? Oh, travel is something that I think even from a very young age has always made me so grateful and thankful and I guess just honestly, I, I, I feel very lucky to live in a country, firstly like New Zealand, where we have so much readily available healthcare, um, you know, government funding if you need help out there. Um, and when you, tr I remember I was 15 and I went to Peru and just, we went around, we did a big fundraiser before we left and took lots of stationery over to them and a few little things like balloons just, you know, that they could play with. And turning up to these, these towns that they, you know, they barely have roofs over their head. Um, and they just, they're so thank. I remember handing a balloon to a child and you've never seen such joy in this child's face. And that you come home and you just can't believe how much you actually have. And you feel quite guilty for what you have when so much of the world doesn't even have the, the general luxury of, of running water. Um, and that's the same as, in Brazil, you see the most beautiful, amazing sites, and you see beautiful homes and so much wealth. And then, literally on that other side of the street, is the the total opposite: the poverty and people struggling to even put food on the table for their families. Um, so it definitely it makes me come home. And you you want to do a lot more, I guess, for those around you. And um, you want to be more giving and more generous with your time. And you you do realize just how how easy we have it here and as much as we you know we might work hard we might have long hours and we might do all of these things you know we all have busy tough day to day it's it's nothing absolutely nothing in comparison to what so many people in the world actually have to do just to survive on a daily basis and I think that perspective for me it just means that every day, there's nothing that really phases me or bothers me, you know? Might be a crazy, hectic day that you get through it. We still get to come home to a bed and sheets and a roof over our head. And it's, it's, that, it's just reminding myself of actually, no matter how crazy life gets and how much we want to have a little bitch and a moan about certain things, putting it, everything into perspective. And it, it just means that you, you know, I wake up every day feeling really happy. And that's something that's really cool you know, and I'm so thankful for that. But that comes down to just our country in general and what we are actually afforded and, and given here. Amazing. It's so, so powerful. And like, it's so, it's really cool to hear you talk about like, you know, you come home at the end of the day and there's this, this happiness regardless of how tough or how challenging or how busy the day has been. How do you, like I'm, food is such a massive emotional thing that we use to hide our emotions to hide that cha the challenges that we're going through and the the things that are going on in here how what's been the biggest thing for you to actually deal with your emotions and process your emotions and not like not rely on the food or not go to you know open the fridge and do what we we naturally do yeah i think especially because i without a shadow of a doubt had a food addiction and still do struggle with a food addiction. I don't think it's something that will ever go away. It's always in the back of my mind and it will, I think will be a battle for life actually. Um, 
but it's being, for me, really prepared. So I spend a few hours on a Sunday doing, you know, just up some really yummy, fresh, healthy meals that I'm going to, you know, actually want to eat. And these go into my freezer. I'll use these for lunches. And I then prepare snacks for the week, uh, make sure I've got some protein bars. Mum makes really good ones, so I don't have to bother with that. I steal those from her. Um, and then just make sure that my freezer is packed, my fridge is packed with really good, easy, convenient foods, boil up some eggs, put them in containers so that everything's ready to go. So that throughout the week, I don't have that excuse. I don't have that, oh, I can just swing past the dairy and grab a bag of chips and a chocolate bar because it's just as easy to grab the lunch from the fridge and head out on my way. And I just, I've started to, with time, actually enjoy better foods and, you know, I guess more wholesome foods because I like how my body feels after eating those foods. I've got energy. I feel like I can actually achieve something during the day rather than when I was going towards all the shit high sugar foods that they instantly gave you a lot of energy and then you would crash 20 minutes later and I just started recognizing how different foods made me feel and really knowing for me that preparation is key and also eating foods that I want to eat I'm not someone that could eat and I you know I applaud people that can because it would be bloody easy you know chicken and broccoli for the rest of my life that's just never going to work for me I like heaps of fresh foods and I like to keep it still simple but I eat with my eyes and I make sure that my food looks appealing it's full of colors it's got lots of different food groups in there there are carbs in there and it's you know it's food that I actually want to eat and this makes it so much more enjoyable to eat foods and I've actually started enjoying making you know a homemade burger at home and that being a you know really nice Friday night dinner rather than going out and buying a burger from somewhere I genuinely prefer it so those are I guess what just works for me and that has definitely not been the case right away through my journey. I remember for the first probably at least six months hating everything that I was eating and just forcing it down and thinking, oh, I would so prefer a pie right now. And I mean, there are still days where you definitely still feel like that pie, but it's, it's a lot less. So I guess that's, that's positive at the end of the day. Have you got a, a, one of your versions of a homemade pie style thing in your recipe book that you've got coming out soon? Absolutely, of course there is. It's a beautiful, beautiful chicken pie in there. And it's actually one that I remember as a, as a young, young girl sitting next to Granny and standing on a stool in her kitchen and cutting out with a really blunt knife and our initials to put on top of the little pies. And so we've still done that in the recipe book. It's got S and T on top of these pies. So it's each recipe sort of ties back to a really cool memory, um, someone in my life, a, you know, a pivotal point in my life. And it's, it's just good, yummy, delicious food that anyone can make and anyone can sort of enjoy. So I'm, yeah, I'm very excited for that to be released. That'll be out before, just before Mother's Day next year. Awesome. I so can't wait for that. <laughs> and um, like just one, one thing before we start to wrap up this conversation is I'd love you to share, and I know this is super important to you, is how you remain an essence of who you are, even though you're going through this huge growth and you're having all these changes around you. Like how do you remain true to who you are? I like to focus on what is actually fundamentally the most important to me in life. And throughout all of this, that has been my friends 
and my family and my loved ones. So it's still on a daily basis, no matter what is going on, no matter where in the world I'm being flown to to talk, it, it is focusing on actually what is the most important to me. And that is my connections and my circles around me. And those people keep you really grounded and they, they remind you of what is actually truly important in life. So before I go on any trip, um, Granny and Granddad's house is on the drive to the airport. And I will make sure that no matter what, I pop in and I spend a little bit of time with them before I go. And same, as soon as I fly in, no matter what time of the crazy day or night it is, they want to see me. So I'll pop in and spend time with them. And it's just the, enjoying those connections around us. And I guess for me, a lot comes back down to just inner work as well. I mean, I spend a lot of my week actually writing goals, um, revisiting goals and reflecting on on whether I've even got close to achieving them or not. And I think it's this internal work and constantly actually, it's really keeping yourself accountable and thinking, am I doing what I want to be doing to achieve a life that I want to be living? And making sure that you're not spending time on things that aren't actually important to you. So by writing all these things down and actually thinking, hey, look, today I've, you know, this is what I was focused on. This is what my brain was working on for six hours of the day. Is that task and is that work of what I'm working towards, is that actually that important? Am I going to look back in five years and that's going to be something that really bothered me or really took up my, you know, my head state? So it's like, no, why do I even care? And actually spending time and effort and energy on things that, that you know, fundamentally are going to lead to a happier and more fulfilled life. And yeah, it's just that accountability. I think goal setting is huge, but also just making sure that you're actually prioritizing your time because we do, we only have one life and, you don't want to look back and see that you've spent, you know, 60 hours of your week in an office job that you friggin' hate and you haven't seen your friends and family for, you know, five years and you've just got all those regrets. And I just think it's actually making sure that there's a balance between work, which we need to survive, you know, we absolutely need that, but trying to make sure it's something that we love and that fulfills us and that we're actually spending time with, with the people and the connections in our life that are the most important. Oh, preach. That's amazing. I love all of that. And it's like everyone who listens to this podcast in our community as well is like same language. And I love that everyone, well, especially like you, like you're following and everyone that speaks with you and just is in your energy and in your field and hearing your message. It's so amazing. I'm super excited that you are bringing this message through to make this normality. Like, you know, it's okay to live a life that you want to. It's okay to live a life that is healthy to you. And that's what like self-wealth is all about. It's like that alignment of who you are and who you show up in the world as. And so it's been like such an amazing, amazing honor and privilege to be speaking to you again it's been so wonderful <laughs> before we go you've got one other super exciting thing in your business that you're bringing out yes i know i actually can't believe that i can finally talk about this um for the past it's been just over two years trent and i have been working towards an apparel line in particular um activewear for females and it is something that i'm just so passionate about because it is all sizes inclusive, so we've got size 6 to 26, and I want every single woman to feel, you know, actually able to wear stylish, cool, trendy active wear that works and that functions and that stands up to what it says it's gonna gonna do. And whether it's whether you're going to brunch or doing a hit training, I'm just very excited that it's all sizes inclusive and we want every single woman to feel embraced and loved and supported in her own journey no matter what it may be 
And yeah, so our branding, which we've just found out, we've actually can get the trademarks for, which was a big shit storm. Um, so there's a lot of tears last night as, as embraced. So we've got it and we're stoked and we can actually go ahead with that branding and we don't have to change it and, you know, actually change what our messaging was going to be because it's something that was so important to me. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's all go. So we're aiming for launch in January, having a bit of issues with with our factory right now, but we're going to get through it. It's a, you know, it's a roller coaster, but isn't any business, I'm sure. Yeah, it is. That is so exciting. Is there, how would anyone find like everything that you could, so you've got the recipe book coming out, you've got the apparel coming out, the line coming out next year, and then you've got your podcast. So how, what's the best place for everyone to make sure that they're up to date on everything that's coming out so they can. I think probably the best place to see updates on everything would be my Instagram, which is Simone underscore Anderson. And from there, I talk about all three of those amazing projects quite regularly and you'll be able to find links on there. So, yeah. Amazing. And what's your, just one last thing that you would love to share in terms of living your wealthiest life with anyone who's listening and current affirmation or anything that you're currently working I think for me, it would be, absolutely ensuring that no matter what you're doing in life it actually aligns with you it aligns with your passions your beliefs your desires and that you're you're not trying to live a life that is someone else's that no matter what you're doing and you can take inspiration from other people we you know we all do but just ensure that at the end of the day every single thing you're working towards is actually what fuels you because it's your life and no one else is going to live this life for you. So I think we should just go for whatever we want in life and do it wholeheartedly. I love it. It is so beautiful. So powerful. Thank you so much. Simone Anderson. It's been an absolute wonderful conversation hearing all your wisdom and yeah, look forward to everything that you're bringing out. So thank you. Oh, always so lovely to chat to you too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me on another conversation of Leaders of the New Earth. Please know that by listening to this, absorbing and implementing things that you've heard, you're really doing your part in co-creating the new earth. And for that, I thank you so much. If you want to rate, subscribe and review, I'd be so super grateful so that we can get this message to more people. And if you want to carry on this conversation, send me a message on Instagram, Libby Light Leader, or check out LibbyWallace.com.